Hello everybody and welcome back to I've Got a Question with Faith Waker and Deborah Green. I'm going to give you just a little bit about this specific podcast. So this podcast is my grandmother Deborah and I talking about questions that people have revolving around the Bible and Christianity itself. A lot of our generation has questions revolving religion, but nobody to ask or feel confident enough to ask in general. This is a perfect way to get those answers without your name attached and a wonderful way to educate people on what the Bible truly says. My grandmother is an ordained pastor of more than 50 years and has a master's of in the theology of the Bible, and I'm a curious senior just looking for answers as well. No question is too far out of our range, so feel free to ask absolutely anything and we will answer it and have a conversation around these questions. So today, uh, before we start off our planned episode, we had a few people ask some more questions revolving uh, the unpartable sin. And we just wanted to touch base on those really quickly so you didn't feel like you were left in the dark or that we purposely weren't answering those questions. So, I think it's interesting, too, Faith, that you're um, um, mixing up the questions because a lot of them are very similar. I mean, like there were three or four about the unpardonable sin. They were very similar, but they had a little bit of a different take on it. So I know how you're trying to mash them up so we don't have to spend a lot of time on one and get around to other topics. So I understand that you're doing that and I'm hoping the audience understands that. It's not that we're ignoring your question, but Faith is trying to make sure it's it's taken up in a broad topic. If there's something we find um, that goes with another one of our topics coming up, We've just moved it there. We haven't excluded your question. It's just one of those things. So some of you have asked about angels. Some of you have asked about demons. That will be a whole different, we'll have one whole episode on that. And that will that will really help instead of going back and forth and back and forth. So I really appreciate you taking all these questions because you have a lot on we this do. computer. We have about 30 questions and almost a year and a half worth of we do. content planned out already. So... It's a lot, and I'm trying to make sure I answer everyone's questions, and if we have repeated questions, we'll refer you guys to episodes that we've already touched base on, and that will be that. But we did not talk about these in our other episodes, so we just wanted to touch base on it for you guys. So, this first question that I have here is, if someone commits the unpardonable sin and ends up in hell, are they stuck there forever? I am worried that some people I'm very close to and some family members that don't believe in God will not go to heaven. So, We all have people we're worried about that won't go to heaven. Yeah. So you're not by yourself. All of us are praying for somebody, and you should keep up your prayers because each time we pray, something else happens. Another layer of something happens so they can accept Christ. So... Um, The first thing I want to bring up is in the question it says when someone commits the unpardonable sin. People keep thinking of the unpardonable sin as one thing. Yeah. If I do one thing wrong, you know, and and I talked to you before about uh, we can't lose our salvation like we lose pocket change. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it falls in the purse or it falls on the street. It's not that way. Salvation is a covenant. And it's not a contract. A contract can be broken. A covenant can't. And so when when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that's eternal. Yeah. Heaven is eternal. 
it's it's forever that's what eternal means it's forever and also the counterpart of that is hell hell is forever yeah all right so it's not one of these things where someone can trip and fall into the unpardonable sin it is a huge process and i know we did a program on it and you can let people know which program um it was um now it's interesting too there's a lot of people asking the question about, well, what if my dad or my uncle or my boyfriend has never heard they're in a car wreck? You know, is God going to just automatically throw them into hell? No, 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 no. It's God is on our side. Yeah. He is on our side. And when we read the book of Revelation, it literally says before judgment is is issued, because God is the big judge. Remember yeah. I told you that? It says literally he will send out an angel and let everyone who has never heard listen to the angel, and they can make a choice then. Oh. So it's not one of these things where, you know, you got a chance, you didn't. I mean, think about it for a minute. So, so you knew I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I never got a chance to share with that baby about Jesus Christ. So that baby can can be saved. Do you really think Jesus is going to turn that baby over to hell? No. no. Uh-uh. He is. He is love. He is forever love. God is a spirit. He takes care of the spirit. Our spirits live forever. Yeah. That's why there's heaven and hell because we're eternal. Yeah. That's why it's important we make the right decisions here. But I want you to know, and it was wonderful because when I was in prayer, I heard the Lord say, Deborah, give your baby to me. And the nice thing was, as a parent of an unborn child, I have the authority and right to. And I did. I yielded that spirit, that that baby, to the Lord. So I know the Lord is taking care of that baby yeah so um we need to uh, we need we need to be concerned i don't think we should worry about people but we've got to pray we've got to pray for them and we've got to pray that the right person would come and talk to them um you know i had heard the gospel all my life but there was one young lady that i really connected with and she said things a certain way yeah. You know, that I knew she was telling the truth, and I wanted what she had. And she led me in prayer, and my life has been turned upside down, and it's wonderful. Back in college, right? No, it was high school. It I was, was 16. I was 16. It wow. was awesome. And she was very Southern. She reminded me of my cousin. <laughs> so I loved her Southern drawl. And, oh, it was it was awesome, and she held me, and she prayed for me, and I and I felt genuine love from her, and she didn't even know my name, but wow, I know God gave her love for me to help me in that moment, and um, I just I just think people need to really give God a try. You know, what have you got to lose? Yeah, I mean honestly. Now the other thing I want to say about heaven and hell is. Um, you've got to remember there was the first heaven and that's where Lucifer or Satan was part of that. And once he was cast out, God said, I won't have that old heaven because it's defiled now. So he's making a new heaven, which is traveling to earth. All right. And so, um, and I, I love to watch this stuff on the, oh, on the internet about 
they're finding new planets and things that are coming our way and all the stuff oh, yeah. we're finding out about Mars. And, and so they do, they're watching one particular um, area that seems to be traveling our way. And they said it's really, really bright. And so, yeah, um, Jesus is coming back for us. So we should keep an eye out. So, yes, you know, yes. that means we need to look in the sky. So yes. I get a kick out of doing that. I also like watching the earthquake uh, the seismographic <laughs> channel and and see what's going on, what's shaking and where it's shaking. That's all just signs it says in the Bible that we should keep an eye out for. So I think that that's really awesome. Now, you've got to remember, I just said the old heaven had Satan in it, and that meant there was sin in it. So now he's got this new heaven. He is not going to force somebody in there that doesn't want to be in heaven. Yeah. He's not going to allow evil back in. He's not. So, and see, he left us with the choice. We have the choice. Every one of us has our free will. That's why we need to tell people, make a good choice. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things, too, when the little southern gal was talking to me, I told her, uh, she said, you need Jesus. And I said, I, I don't need Jesus. I've been in church my whole life. I've been in church my whole life. I've been good. I'm not I'm not one of the I mean I had brothers. All the brothers were in yeah. trouble all the time. <laughs> but I said, you know, I've been good and uh, it was interesting because the retort back was good keeps you out of jail, but good doesn't get you into heaven. Hmm. And I I'd been in church all my life and I had never heard that. Yeah. And so I was like, so how do I get in heaven? And it's by faith and grace. God offers grace from his throne. And by faith, we receive it and say, Lord, I want, I want to be in heaven. I want to be with you. I want you to come in and, and change my life. So I, you know, I have a self-image I'm proud of that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many awesome things he has to offer us. Joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness. And I mean, it's just awesome. So I was like, oh, my gosh, here I thought all the time I was going to heaven because I was being good. And uh, it's not by works. See, me being good is working it. Yeah. It's not my works. It's by his grace, his love. And see, the thing is, I need to receive his love. Yeah. Everybody in the audience needs to receive God's love. It is unconditional. That's more important than unpardonable. Yeah. Unconditional love is just, oh, it'll turn your life upside down. You'll fall in love with yourself again, uh, the right person. You'll, you'll really understand what's going on around you. Yeah. It gives you a lot of answers and peace. And I just can't. I can't thank God enough for caring <laughs> enough to send his son for me so I didn't have to go to hell. Yeah. I just, oh, that is just so awesome. Yeah. So um, don't keep worrying about these little loopholes. You know, there's not these little loopholes. God has not sent a bunch of uh, landmines for you to, or a <laughs> trap for you to fall into. That's not God. Yeah. He's just. He's just. He is fair. It has nothing to do with that. Our enemy's not that way. In fact, our enemy is very manipulative and very evil and and uh, scrupulous. I mean, it, it, unscrupulous. It just oh yeah. Okay. So let's let's put that.
topic to rest because God is on your side. Yes. Okay. Now, and that's a wonderful way to look at it as well. Like, don't look at it as like, oh, no, the unpartable sin. Don't look at the negative. I learned this in youth group, actually, the other night. He said, don't look at the negative. Look at it as the positive. Like, don't look at right. all the things that if you do wrong, like, don't look at it as things that you could do wrong. Look at it as how much you love Jesus and everything will change and flip around. Mm-hmm. Just look at it positively. Mm-hmm. Look at it at how mm-hmm. much God loves you. Mm-hmm. And if you are truly genuine about um, being worried about a family member who hasn't chose God and uh, you're worried about them in that case, I'll say it in every single episode, share this podcast with them. It's a very simple way for them to get some education. We're not forcing this down anyone's throat. This is your own free will, but it's an easy way to start that isn't jumping straight into church and immediately having to accept Christ into your heart. Like this is a great way to get that information that you've been striving for and that you've been looking for. And I'll say it in every episode. So that was a great way to end that for the unpardonable sin. Um, And we're going to continue now into um, quite an interesting question that somebody left a little bit ago, closer to the beginning of our topic here. And it's basically along the lines of how did God become God? Could you explain the story of Adam and Eve? Mm -hmm. Has every person evolved from them? And the, the crazy question here, did their children have more children with their siblings and so on, like incest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that is mm-hmm. a very genuine question based mm-hmm. off of the way that, you know, we're taught lineage in schools. Right. It would seem like that's what right. happened. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? That's okay. a very good question. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and one thing I want to say, too, is I don't have all answers. Nobody has all the answers other than God. Yeah. I mean, how did God come to be? Oh, my goodness. That's huge. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. The scientists right now, they keep talking about they're trying to find the God molecule or the God atom or whatever. And they've got uh, these machines that are breaking these things and trying to find new new um, elements and so that's one of the questions I have for God when we get to heaven. It's like, where did you come from and how did, how did you, you get how did, here? <laughs> yeah, how did you do this? It's really interesting. It's interesting, too. So you're talking about the very beginning, though, of the earth. And it's, it's interesting to me. God picked us especially. And it says literally, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that's the first thing. So the heavens and the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So I want you to know right there it says God's presence was there. Yeah. God's presence was there. But the other stuff wasn't there yet. And then it says, then God said, let there be light. Then there was light. So by creating, he creates by his words. In fact, the scripture says um, that life and death is in our tongue. We are the creatures that he created that are after his image. If you look at all the other creatures on the earth, they don't talk. We do. Yeah. We as humans talk like God talks. It says he spoke. He spoke. There was light. He spoke. There was the the waters. He spoke another day. Then there were the heavens. He spoke. And each time he spoke something and it was created, he blessed it and said, it's good. It's good. It's good. So he never cursed anything. Never cursed anything. In fact, in heaven, there's no curses. 
I mean, when people will use the term God, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, where would he even get the curse? Everything he does is blessing. So it goes through the whole first chapter. And um, then it talks about, let us make man in our image. That's the Trinity. And you and I talked about the Trinity before. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And... Um, and let, uh, let man and woman rule over the fish, over the sea, over the birds, over the sky, over the cattle, over the earth, all over the creepy things. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female, and he created them and he blessed them. He's always blessing. Kids out there, God is a blesser. He wants to bless you. Don't yeah. limit him. He is just, he's unlimited. All right. And uh, so fill the earth, subdue it, rule over every living thing. Um, God said, behold, I've given you every plant. Just don't eat of this one. Um, and he said that that was good for food. And then he, he said, that's very good. Then he rested on the seventh day. Can you imagine making the whole world in seven days? six days and then he rested on the seventh i mean and and guys too when adam and eve fell he said they would die right mm -hmm. well they didn't die they had sons we're going to talk about the sons mm -hmm. right well then what happened their spirit died i mean their spirit was it needed to be renewed it was yeah. amazing but the glory of God and the goodness of God and the life of God was so strong on their bodies, they lived a very, very long time. Yeah. I mean, God is eternal, which means it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times people go, what about this? What about this? I was going to uh, say, after he rested on the seventh day, was the rest of the universe created? I don't know when he did that. In fact, I believe he's still creating. I mean, um, if you get a chance, there's a video by, oh, I'll have to look it up, but it talks about all the different uh, planets that we've discovered and how small ours is and which ones, you know, are desolate and how big. And yeah. they've been finding all these things since they've been sending these telescopes out. Remember I told you mm -hmm. about that? And um, it's just, just amazing. And there's people thinking, okay, I must be like an ant to God. He must not really care. But we're talking about God. Yeah. We're talking about universe. I mean, he is the master, the creator of the universe. Well, you're talking about still uh, the telescopes and science, yeah. right? So can someone believe in science even if it contradicts the Bible? Okay, in science, okay, now you've got to remember my uncle, which is related to you as well. Yeah. Um, worked at the Los Alamos uh, nuclear commission. He was a, an atomic chemist or a nuclear scientist, blah, blah, blah. And I used to ask him all the time, what about this? What about this? And why do scientists have a hard time believing? Scientists want facts. And They're proof. always looking for facts, right? If, if this is understandable to me, I can get it. They're trying to do it through thought, through intelligence instead of faith. Yeah. And remember I said it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, it's interesting because they talked about they were searching for all these things they could get. And it was interesting because one time uh, he came home and we were having dinner. And I said, what are you working on now? And he said, you won't believe it. Uh, uh, we've, been, we've been purifying gold. 
And I said, mm-hmm. really? He's uh, well, see, because we have 16 carat, 24 carat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyhow, he said, we have been purifying gold. And he said, you will not believe what color gold is when it's totally pure. And uh, my dad turned and said, it's clear like glass. And he said, how did you know that? And dad said, well, in the Bible, it says, literally, in heaven, the streets are clear as glass. They're gold. And, oh. and, and Uncle Bill was like, show me that in the Bible. Because every time they have something else happen, Mm-hmm. and they find it connected to the Bible, it is reestablishing the credibility of the Bible from generation to generation. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and it's interesting because uh, uh, my uncle did receive Jesus Christ. Uh, he had some cancer and needed prayer. He called our family. We prayed. They went in to get the cancer. It was gone. Um, it it. It shook them up so bad, but because they knew it had to be a God thing. It was not medicine. It was not science that did it. Weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah, God is for us. And, and science, science and the Bible used to go together all the time. And then there was a splitting off in the history. I can yeah. tell that to you later. But now they're coming back together. They're finding all sorts of answers in the Bible. And so, yeah, it's really awesome. Okay, now you want to get back to um, him forming man and the whole incest thing. Now, it's interesting. If you go to chapter 2, and verse 7, it says, Then the Lord formed man from dust from the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being or a living soul. The Bible says literally living soul. And it's interesting. It says he breathed the breath of life. That is plural. So it would be breathing the breath of lives. So again, that's reiterating we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Oh. Okay. Which we talk about in the first episode mm -hmm. in the Trinity. Yeah. (laughs) And the Lord planted a garden toward the east of Eden, and there he placed the man which he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord caused to grow every tree, pleasing in sight, good in food. And he tells them about the trees. Now, we talked about that before. And... um, and it talks about uh, in verse 15 that the Lord took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it, to protect it. And the Lord commanded the man, say, um, eat of this, this is not good. And then uh, God said, here's Adam alone, and it's not good he's alone. See, God doesn't want to be alone. God yeah. wants to have relationship. That's the huge difference between all the other religions and Christianity. Christianity, God came seeking man. Yeah. All the other religions, it's man seeking God. It's flesh seeking divinity. Mm-hmm. Whereas here in Christianity, Christ, that's the root word for Christianity, Christ left heaven, came to earth to reconnect the connection, the relationship between God and man. Yeah. Humanity and divinity. And so... Um, Here's God saying, it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, everything else had groups or pairs. Mm-hmm. Well, they had counterparts. So it says that uh, it says it's not good for him to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast 
I'm going to skip down so it's quicker, so we can get to what you want. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the place, the flesh at that place. Now, I want you to know, this is interesting, this is the first operation. Yeah. The book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. So first here's of everything. First of everything. So here's, uh, here's the first operation. And where do you think doctors got the idea? You better put somebody to sleep before you operate on them. Oh, yeah. I didn't so, even think about that. Mm-hmm. And so anyhow, it says he took a rib, which is from his side. Yeah. He didn't take a piece of his foot. He didn't take a piece of his head. He didn't take... He took... And the ribs protect the heart. Yeah. Ladies, if there's anything we can do, we know how to protect our children's hearts. We know how to protect mm-hmm. our man's heart. Yeah. And so anyhow, he took one of the ribs, closed up that place, and the Lord fashioned... Okay, now he formed man, mm-hmm. but he fashioned woman, which means we're fashionable. <laughs> we talked about that. In the I last love that. As I know. Well. I just love that. <laughs> and and he brought her to man. God will bring your spouse to you. Mm-hmm. Too many times people are out looking for somebody. Yeah. And that's when they get all tripped up. Okay. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, I've had it with men. Men are just <laughs> seriously faith. I was like. Men, men think weird. They smell weird. They, I mean, they just cause all sorts of trouble. They don't realize what they're saying. Yeah. And they don't know a lot about relationships. Um, I was just like, I've had it, God. I've had it. Yeah. And uh, I said, I give it to you. I give it to you. Mm-hmm. Whether I get married or not, I don't care. At this point, I've had it. I'm yeah. at the end of me, which was good because then that was the beginning of God. Mm-hmm. When I... <laughs> I shut that door. <laughs> Within two weeks, he brought your paw to me. Wow. Within two weeks. <laughs> and so, uh, and we were a perfect fit. A perfect fit. And so when the man sees Eve, he said, Eve, he said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man for this cause. A man shall leave his father and his mother, cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. All right, so there's your marriage. And it's also a law of protection. So both of them are protecting each other. And the man and his wife were in the garden and not ashamed. Uh, now it talks about the serpent comes in and then there's the whole fall. All right. Mm-hmm. Now after the fall, they have to leave the garden. Yeah. Okay, because we talked about that in the other episode. And so, and it was interesting because Satan was not in the garden. It says he was the most subtle or the most crafty beast of the field. So he came in from the field into the garden. He had no right. He was trespassing. Yeah. So now they're out of the garden, the perfect paradise. That's what Eden is. And um, and Adam and Eve have uh, two sons, Cain and Abel. All right. Mm-hmm. And so one was a shepherd. The other one was a tiller of the earth, they say. And there was some squabble between them. That's a whole nother discussion. All right. Um but anyway, um, one ends up killing the other. So there's the first murder, all right? Here's mm-hmm. the first sons, now the first murder. and Who killed who? Oh, I'm looking for it real quick because I'm trying to find. Um, then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. So Cain killed Abel, all right? And there's a lot of times where people are going, okay, did Adam and Eve have some women and did they marry those women and that's where the incest question comes from because if there are only two 
uh, on the earth. Well, it's interesting because it says Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, and this is chapter 4, verse 16, and settled in the land of Nod. That was east of Eden. Because you've got to remember, Adam and Eve don't know really how big the earth is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't well, have yeah, airplanes, they don't have paradise. cars. Yeah, yeah, they've been in their paradise. So we don't know how how big that was. And it was interesting because it says, and he settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. So they're coming out and they're all heading east. And it said, Cain had relations with his wife and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. All right. Now, Enoch was the one that pleased God. He was always talking to God and, um, and, and God took him. But it's interesting because there were other people. God provided just as God provided Eve for Adam, look now, God provides a woman for, for Cain. Cain. Mm-hmm. So there, there is an incest. Now it's interesting because the Bible does talk about incest. The Bible talks a lot about sex. We should probably do a program about sex. But he, he, he uh, literally mentions in the book of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, it's easy to remember because Leviticus is an L, and Leviticus, the book, is about the law, the laws. Oh, All right, okay. so that's Leviticus law, Leviticus law. Yes. And it literally talks in there, um, literally, about the fact that um, it's considered uh, forbidden. And the reason why, now it's interesting, you talked about scientists before. The scientists have proven those people that are functioning in incest, it is... It, um, it is messing with the DNA, mm-hmm. all right? So people will have more um, disabilities. They'll have more defects in their body. Uh, all of a sudden, they become very um, ignorant. They have a hard time learning, uh, smart-wise. I mean, yeah. seriously, it's proven over and over and over again. And so, and there's still, uh, you've got to remember... Uh, in the lineages, when you go back and study history, uh, there's a lot of kings and queens. They said you have to marry inside the family, but then they became mad. These people became mad and yeah. ruled awful. And we still have some nations where there is that chaos. And yeah, that inner inner marriage. Yeah, I mean cousins and brothers and sisters. Multiple and, wives. Right. It's it's just not it's just not good. It's kind of like the Bible is. Like, um, you know, in a car, you get a car manual, and when something goes wrong, you look in the manual, and it says, don't do this. It's not that God's against you. It says, this is how this runs correctly. Yeah. All right? So it's like, you don't don't marry your brother and your sister. You don't mess around with uh, your mom. You don't mess around with your cousins. You don't, okay? Yeah. So... It's very plain. The Bible's very plain if you want the specific scriptures because, like I said, it's very Mm in-depth. A whole chapter, it will say, um, don't have sexual relationships with cousins. Don't have sexual relationships with with your mother. Don't have... I mean, it goes right down the line. Yeah. So it makes it very plain. Okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. And just to reiterate, it was a... Nod was on Earth, right? It wasn't like another planet or something. Mm -mm. That Mm -mm. makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And... That's, like, a perfect question to ask, too. I ended up getting a second question in there. Someone was asking about all the science stuff behind the creation as well. And I was like, oh, we're talking about creation. Let's sneak Mm -hmm. that in there. So we ended up covering four of your guys' questions today. So 
um, that is it for today's episode. Um, it has been so wonderful getting to film these. It is so much fun to see all the answers coming in. And we're currently sitting at 80 active listeners. So this is so much fun. And I am so glad that you guys are reaching out to your friends and your family and you're sharing this. And we're getting a whole bunch of brand new listeners. So thank you all for listening. Um, and if you're feeling the need to want to commit your life to Christ... You can very easily do it. It is one prayer. We talked about it in our last several episodes, and we plan on doing this after every episode so new people can, uh, you know, give their lives to Christ. And if you're having enough information now that you're like, yeah, I want to commit and be part of this. I want to be a Christian. Then it's such an easy prayer. Go for it. You want to do it or you want me to do it? I will have you do it. All right. Um, All you need to do is repeat after me. Dear God. Dear God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I am going to extend my faith. I am going to extend my faith. Right now. Right now. And ask you to come into my life. And ask you to come into my life. And help me. And help me. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. As my Savior. As my Savior. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. To me. To me. Amen. Amen. And just like that, it's super easy. It even talks about in the Bible that once someone commits their life to Jesus, there is a literal celebration in heaven heaven. for you. Yes. So if you've made that commitment today, we are cheering for you. And we are so happy you decided to join and be part of that. And uh, we're going to move right along into the next episode here. So again, thank you everyone for listening in. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a great night, guys.